This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. G'day and kia ora to you all. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, may today be better than yesterday. This is Running Together and the title rather gives away the theme of the show. I have recently started going to Napunawai on Tuesday evenings. For anyone who doesn't know, it's the Christchurch Multisport Hub in Wigram. The part that I focus on is the all-weather athletic track. While I jog around the outside, I watch lots of speedy folks sprinting or moving swiftly, reeling off the laps. There is one person I see each Tuesday who is very fast, but seems quiet and unassuming. No go-fast clothes or speedy shoes. You always see him running with others. My wife mentioned his name, and it sounded very familiar. Over the years, I had heard of him often, so now is my chance to get to know him better, and for you as well. Mark Boone, welcome to Running Together. Awesome, Ben. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You recently shared a run with Blair McConnell. Can you describe the experience and explain a little about your running buddy? Yeah. Um, hey, Blair's a guy I've known for about four years um, since being with Achilles as a guide uh, for visually impaired athletes and other athletes with impairments, um, autism, etc. So, yeah, yeah that we come about pretty quick. I planned to do a bit of a fast one, but um, he needed a guide. And um, I typically always put guiding as a priority, so worked in that he, need, yeah, he needed one that week, so I was able to do it and met him at Hagley, and uh, yeah, went for a bit of a jog around the track, and um, on about the third k, he let loose. So yeah, it was really, really, really <laughs> sort of took me by surprise a little bit, um, yeah. you know, because you sort of expect a certain level of, of performance and stuff like that. I know Blair pretty well, run with him a number of times, and um, on about the third k, just um, up by Carlton Corner, he really found another gear, so we had to really dig in those last uh, couple of k's, and um yeah, I won't use bad language on here, but at the end of the, at the end of the, at the other corner by Fendleton Avenue, he was really gassing and he was really, yeah, really pushing, and uh, it was awesome. It was really good. So the harder he pushed, obviously I pushed with him. And absolutely, and it's, we've had Vanessa Vanessa yep. Gopeth on before, and obviously yep. she's been heavily involved in in Achilles. Yep. The big responsibility, I suppose, really, as far yeah, as right. of making <laughs> yeah. making sure whoever you're running with is safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we're there. You know. Yeah. Blair's a fully fully blind athlete. Mm. I believe his condition has been degenerative over time. So yeah. He, hasn't, he was born with some sight, etc., but it's deteriorated. Some athletes with the, within the group are fully impaired that never had sight, but it, and it just varies. But yeah, yeah, like there's there's probably three or four athletes that have been there since I've been there. So there's Blair, there's Mike. I've got him a number of times on half marathons. Yeah. Uh, Paul Barclay, I've got him mm-hmm. on two full marathons. That's uh, amazing. One, one this year and one last year. And and also young Josh, uh, young Josh Jones. Yeah. So it was just working with him to get him up to a level. Um, he's a 21-year-old kid with a with a massive heart. So, yeah, so that's that's sort of the nucleus of those guys that I typically run with and um, where I can. It is a safe place, but you've got to know the person too. They're not, yeah. they're not just a runner, they're, they're a human being, you know. That Absolutely. They've got a background, a backstory, and um, yeah, once you get to know them, they just you don't you don't see them any differently than 
then you always see each other. So it's quite a humbling experience, you know, to get a, be a part of that journey, you know, yeah. welcomed in because it's a voluntary role. There's, there's something you do for the love of it, you know, for in your own time. So yeah. to have those guys trust you with that is pretty cool. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty special, definitely. And it's not just for races, it's for training, isn't it? Yeah, so obviously, we, yeah. yeah correct. So we meet every Sunday, um, yeah. every second week. And so this week coming up, we'll have a session. So there'll be a combination of both athletes and guides that will turn up. Some of us may meet, like I'll probably meet Josh before the session and do some extra Ks, um, and then we'll meet at 10 to 9, have a chat, have a get-together, have a wee, you know, talk about stuff, and then we'll head, head off at 9 around the Higley Park. Yeah, and I've been doing that for about four years now, but there's, there's new guys coming on all the time. There's some new guys joined recently that are that yeah. to New York and stuff like that. So it's quite a lot happening at the moment with the chapter. So it's wow. really positive. Yeah, absolutely. So how many would be involved in Christchurch? Because I see a lot of yellow jacket. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, there's a core group. You'd probably get mm-hmm. probably, oh, hopefully maybe 30 at a session, on a good session on average. Yeah, so a mixture of athletes and guides. Sometimes there's more athletes and guides, sometimes there's more mm-hmm. guides than athletes. But, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do. There's a lot of people that have been involved over the years, but things change, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, things, the bumps in the road come along in life, don't they? So you can't always be as committed uh, as you can be. But um, I spoke about my wife probably about a year, 80 months ago and sort of had a, you know, assessment of where I was at and she was happy for me to continue doing it and providing my time you know, to my mates because they yeah. mates. You know, uh, Mike I've known since day dot. You know, did my first half of Mike uh, at Leiston. Um, they say Paul Barker done marathons with him. So there's a good good understanding there between the guys and the guides and the athletes. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's good. So with a marathon though, you're talking about Obviously, a lot of training mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to prepare for that, yeah. and then of course the event itself. Yeah. You're talking about, I'm guessing here, but somewhere somewhere between three and five hours. Yeah. So we, Paul and I, and uh, my uh, fellow guy Emma, uh, mm-hmm. Emma Crotton, she's another guy that we I've run both. We've trained a lot together uh, with Paul over the years. We did sub four last year in Selton, so Emma unfortunately couldn't make that, but she did a lot of the training and the prep. Yeah. Uh, so in that particular event, uh, we had another guide, Sarah who ran the outlap with me, and then we changed over to another friend of mine, Simon, at the halfway point, so they did half each, and I did the full full loop at Lincoln, Lincoln with them. So that was a big block. That was a lot of training. Yeah. Um, he really, and he didn't miss a beat. Um, I think he's actually looking at running this afternoon today too. Yeah, he's building for another marathon. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was a big block. The Nelson block, I wasn't as present with the training because I was involved a lot with Bull Park, so their training fell on Saturdays. I was obviously a lot committed out of the beach. So Yeah. And that was a longer marathon. It was a quite a tricky course up in Nelson that we ran uh, with Emma this time. Um, but I think my base got me through. You know, that was good. And you just focus on the athlete. You're focusing on what they need and nutrition and getting the water yeah. and things like that. Exactly. So the running becomes a bit secondary, really. You just focus yeah. on the on the athlete because you're there for them. I'm not ready to run a full marathon. At the years that I've been running yet, I'm still building for that. So right. an opportunity to run it with a blind athlete was, was a real bonus, you know, to prove, A, that you could do it. Yeah. But be to help them with their goals as well. So, so it's, it's extremely rewarding for both athlete and guide. You know, they yeah. can achieve what they want to do, and you get to help them do it. So yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty cool. It's a shared road, definitely. Uh, I was just thinking about something, Mark, you mentioned about not ready for a marathon, but let's say you're there and you have the athlete you're with. Yep. And he or she is like going gangbusters, it's a little bit like what you're mentioning about with Blair. Blair. And you're really struggling to keep up. It's like, well, come on, come on, guide, don't, yep. you know, keep up with me, kind of thing. <laughs> you can kind of imagine, look, I would have got a PB if it wasn't for you. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm good. sure. Paul's pretty good. He he knows, I know what his pace is, and yeah. I wouldn't have taken him on if it was going to be too, of course, yeah. too much. But you've always, <laughs> as a guide, 
and this is where my base comes into it, you know, my training, you know, whether it be it's morning or whatever on the track, it, it just builds that foundation. So you've always got to have a bit more on the tank because you don't want to hit the wall with them, you know, because you want to be able to provide exactly. this experience. So, yeah, so I've always, yeah, I've always, since I started running, I've always focused on, you know, having a good foundation and, mm-hmm. and that really puts you in good stead. And the Kelly's are fantastic because... I'm not being, you know, hard on the athletes, but they all run at their own pace. It's not about, we're not talking, we're not Olympics or whatever. We just, we're there to have a good time, you know. So yeah. we're not trying to set the world on fire. We're just trying to have a good time with our friends. So so that's, the time. it's time on feet, you know. It's mm-hmm. not about necessarily time, you know, just being together and, and, and getting out and enjoying each other's company, you know. So it's, it's, it's a shared thing. It's definitely yeah. works both ways, not just for the athlete, but for the guide as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I guess potentially when you talk about Paralympics, there is that pathway yeah. to a, a national or international Yeah, there uh, are some, some, some younger athletes that are coming through. I, I don't have a lot to do with them guys. We've got Jacob Lawson. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's a young girl, April, I think they have been involved with some special Olympics, yeah. etc. or what have you, but I'd have to get more details on that. Mm-hmm. But it's really good to see some younger athletes coming through. Yeah. Uh, there's a younger guy, Sean, uh, his friends with Josh, they do a lot of park runs together. So it's kind of good to see the new athletes coming through because, yeah, it just brings a bit more different dimension to the group. And um, I know some of my friends within the group as guys, you know, they love it. You know, these, these girls and guys are just a breath of fresh air. So Absolutely. just changes the dynamic a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's really positive, definitely. Yeah. Please cast your mind back to the 10-year-old version of Mark. Hmm. <laughs> what were you doing back then? Uh, yeah. And how did you get into running as a sport. Was it a sport back when you were 10 or, you know, when you were 10 years old? Um, hey, I was a country kid. I grew up in Leiston. Mum and dad and my sister. Yeah, hey, look, I was, I was always a footy man, you know. I was always yeah. a footy dude. That, that was what the country kid life was all about, you know. If there was a footy field, I was probably on it. Running was probably a supplementary thing for that, definitely. I probably didn't really re- realise what, how supplementary it would become to my life in general mm-hmm. 30 years later approaching 40. I played rugby till I was 16, and then I'd suffered head injuries before, and yeah. they were becoming more and more accumulative, mm. and I realised, and my dad was hissed this, I was talking about last night actually, that yeah, it just got too much, it wasn't enjoyable anymore, the rugby yeah. was becoming a hazard, yes, so I, did I say it? So yeah, so that was at 16, I gave that up, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't really find anything until, when I say sport-wise, I played tennis and bits and pieces, but it wasn't probably till about I mean, you know, I had kids and that time got married and we to obviously all the other <laughs> things. It's very important. Things you do. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to my wife. Yeah. But seriously, probably a turning point for me was a speech that my wife's cousin gave and he's also godfather to my oldest child, Ruben. Mm-hmm. Athlete and general great guy. Yeah, I love him like a brother. Athlete Josh Coleman. So he yeah. spoke at a cancer society thing at Boys High on a Friday evening. And he was the middle speaker, and I know the final speaker was Jack Bailey, and he just came off and went, what am I going to do to that? Like, what do I do? Like, mm-hmm. Josh was pretty nervous. Um, I was just there to support him because his family couldn't all be there at the time and be there for him. And uh, came away from that evening, 11 o'clock, and my wife got home from work and just said, geez, I've, you know, I knew what Josh had been through, and I'd been there and seen it physically. Been there the whole journey. His journey was probably about 10 years of cancer struggles. He got cancer. He got remission. He got it back. Yeah. It just really took havoc on mm. you know, physically and emotionally the whole thing the whole nine yards yeah yeah some of the stuff he survived not many people do so when you when you hear that out loud and you're looking at yourself going geez what can i do so i was in 30 35 36 school tape 
That night I got home, talked to the wife about it. I knew my friend Jeremy. I knew he was a guy, but I didn't know what it, what it was. And I contacted him about this thing called Park Run, and he printed off my barcodes that night. I met him at Hagley, yeah. gave me the barcodes, and he told me just go and have a run. And I didn't know what that meant, what 5K was. I hadn't run 5K before in my life. Oh, um, my goodness. But, Baptism. Um, yep, yep. So just headed off into the great distance. And now I think it was about June 2019. And then, um, you know, 140-odd park runs later. Woo-hoo. A lot of them guiding. Uh, Mike, predominantly, mm-hmm. Mike Asmussen. But, yeah, and then, yeah, just started from there and just kept going. And then the, the, the guiding came in and Paul Park turned up. And But, yeah, pretty much started with Josh, definitely. He's the backbone. Oh, shout out to Josh that's for absolutely. you know, yeah. and that's just it. These moments in our life, we sort of we intersect. Obviously, you already knew Josh from yeah, I did, yeah. for some yeah. time beforehand. But yeah, I did, but I didn't really appreciate the running side of Josh mm-hmm. because when I met him, I met my wife two thousand five, two thousand six. He was running, and we'd go and see him at events and stuff out at Q two, or yeah, I remember seeing him maybe a ten k at Christchurch Fall. You know that he did. And, Real fierce competitor, you know, mm. a lot of mahi and you know, with lots of Ruth Croft and Ed yeah. Gray and all those coastal warts. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, they were just names to me, I didn't really appreciate how good they were. But what I've learned in the time knowing Josh as well, and, and, and hopefully Josh will not be saying this as well, but they're good people, yeah, mm. they're really good people. Ruth, especially, you know, Josh is plays a bigger part of my life now as a, as a role model than what he did as a runner. Because yeah. he's not running anymore, not for the level that he was, because with the cancer and stuff, it just tore him apart, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of been a bit of a just sliding door moments with me, you know, that I've, I, I went to that speech, I met him through my wife effectively. I wouldn't have met Josh any other way, I don't think. Our paths wouldn't have crossed. But yeah. went to that speech, went to Parkrun, and it's probably been the backbone of what I've done ever since, you know. I've always come mm. back to it. I try not to miss them where I can. And, yeah. you know, and 5K is a beautiful way to start a Saturday, definitely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Speaking of park runs, is there something about the colour green that you seem to like when it comes to park runs, particularly broad park? <laughs> and so give me a bit of a scoop on your run director ensemble yeah. of choice. Beautiful. And what is broad park? Can you answer those two questions? So broad park yep. and your green special. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, man, the Cape Crusader. Yeah, hey, look, um, hey, towards the end of last year, I was looking for a reset. I knew I was, you know, it's fun at the front most of the time, but there was a couple of occasions there where it wasn't and stuff, and I needed a bit of a break, and I knew that this new potential particular park run was starting at a, uh, by the beach uh, by a friend of mine, Hayden Zuvos, who's obviously a very accomplished runner. Mm, he is. Extremely accomplished. He's running out of Wanganui at the moment due to work commitments and stuff, but... Hey, I just went out there and just fell in love with the vibe, you know, just fell in love with the, with the course, forest. You know, you can be in the forest and look over your shoulder and there's housing, but it feels like you're mm. miles away. So, and just come really engrossed with the with the atmosphere out there. I met some good people out there. The event director, Lisa, um, you know, and the, and the volunteer roster is like a little wee army of people out there, you know, and they embraced me. They, they didn't ask me to be anyone different and just took me in for who I was, you know. So, Going from doing like 90 plus Hagley's and pretty much either volunteering as a guide, whatever, or going full tilt, you know, to, you know, whatever, sub whatever, you know. Broad Park was just a reset and just didn't matter about speed. It was just about being involved and helping other people achieve their goals. So when Hayden's work commitments changed, I went back to the group and to the ED, Lisa, and said, look, I'm happy to do this run directing thing. I think I can give it a crack. I think I can do it. You know, I think I'm 
in a position where they know me. I'll be doing a lot of marshalling out there. I know I've dressed up as a bunny a couple of times. Um, <laughs> you know, ballpark bunny, Easter Bernie, whatever you want to call it. And this is one of Josh's mantras that I've sort of adopted, you know, from Josh Coleman, that you've got to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. And being a bunny is not my everyday forte, but it's what <laughs> makes the people happy and, and it's what they want. You know, and I'll give them what they want. So, so the ballpark thing just evolved really. And yeah, it was just a combination of things where like Elise was away or Hayden was away. It's like, I'll do it. You know, what, show me what to do and I'll give it a nudge and, you know, follow the guidelines and all the rules. And Maria Amos came out and helped me on the day that I first run directed, you know, and that's what it takes. It just takes a bit of support, you know, yeah. just, you know, just to hold your hand and just say, look, you've got this, you know what I mean? And, you know, having interviewed Maria I have. before, she's a fellow head injury survivor yes. know, as well, you know, on a very significant level, very much. level. So, you know, she's doing awesome stuff with Hagley, but she's also been there to support me mm-hmm. where I've needed it, whatever level. So that's what it takes. So it wasn't like I was on my own. But it was cool. It was a really good step. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And you've got also got the support of Big Dan, and you couldn't get bigger support Mate, or more absolute, more appealing support human. than that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I've met those. I've got to know those people better through that I through Broad, just by being present, being dressed mm. up in the green garb or the green cape and whatever, and just just being. Why the green? Oh, I just wasn't covered on it. <laughs> just, yeah, hey, green's fast, isn't it? Yeah, why not? Have you, yeah, it's recognisable, you know. Have you taken one of Ruben's, Ruben's outfits with him in younger days, was he? I may have, I may have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been a dress-up day. Oh, the tutor, the tutor wasn't mine. I did borrow from the kids. So. Fair enough. Yeah, so, no, it's just part of the atmosphere out there. So, no, it's just good to give back, you know, because Parkrun's given me a lot, and it's just really rewarding. And, I, yeah, I saw a comment the other day, which is what makes it all worthwhile with a lady. I don't know her, but... Hopefully she reaches out and tells me who she is at the next event, whatever that, you know, these are why, you know, it's, a, it's people like yourself which makes you want to come back. That's what it's all about because it's all about participation. I've only ever done the Hagley Park run. We'll change that. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I've been around the Broad Park nice. circuit yep. and I can understand the appeal and it's so different. Absolutely. Even and that's, and that's though it's a so-called park run, yeah. it's a very, very different. And I can, I, I understand, you know, if you want to have a different park run experience, mm, yeah. then, yeah, I, I think, and that, that gives that variety Definitely because Pegasus right. is yeah. different and, yeah. Ro- and Rolleston um, is diff- well, yeah. different as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, Hayden set that up and that's when it mm. became apparent that he was moving on and he, he was sad to go. He, he didn't want to go, but it was just a loss moment for him sure. we need to take it you know we're just custodians of it you know we just want to keep the flag burning you know for the people out there the hundred or so people that come out every mm. week. and some of them are parkers for life we'd like to think now you know they yeah they love the event they love the atmosphere and love the coffee at, you know at the, at the Brighton Beach House afterwards that's and really that's good. an important you know treat yeah. yourself because yeah. you've done something significant yeah. Saturday morning a yeah. lot of people in bed yeah. you've got up yeah. you've had a great run um, met some people, enjoyed, and then go and treat yourself afterwards. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, though, most people don't start at 5 o'clock in the morning. So take me back about a month ago when you were out there. I was out there. Long just, before. Just after 6, I was out there. I, got, was it out, I leave from Hoon Hay in the morning, so I'm over in Hoon Hay to drive over there, so just to get everything ready and that sort yeah. of stuff. But, yeah, so there's obviously a, a multitude of voluntary roles Um that need to be done to get park run off the ground in the morning. And, yeah. and one of them is course set up. Um, yes. And we hadn't had an ability to check the particular course that night just through a variety of reasons. So, yep, so I trotted off with my bag of, bag of cones and headlight and torch and hit the trail and, yeah, suss it out. And um, 
on that particular occasion, it wasn't meant to be sussed out because she was pretty wet. So, yeah. Yes. So we had to do the loop and then <laughs> abandon that, flag, flag that because you couldn't swim it. It wasn't a swim leg. And then uh, <laughs> bring it in, make the right decision as the run direct, and put the out back on. So send the marshals out in that direction, which pretty much just run parallel to the beach. Right. Two and a half k out, two and a half k back. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of that, I had to go back it up after that run had concluded and pick up all the cones and stuff because there was a big body of water out there. So yeah, it's just it's just little things like that. You know, you, you, you've got to be people don't need to know where they're going. There are signs on the ballpark course now mm-hmm. from the council, but we just put a few barriers out there every time just to make sure that people don't get lost and. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Safely, you know, so, yeah. so you got a few yeah. steps in that morning, didn't you, Jeff? Absolutely, I did. Yeah, yeah, no, so yeah, 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 yeah. No, I paused the watch when I wasn't moving, so no, give, you, <laughs> give yourself a double espresso at the end 100%. of it. No, no, definitely. It was a lonely coffee by myself because everyone else had gone home. But yeah, no, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, it's what we do. And there's other people on our volunteer roster which would do the same. If they're, they're a good bunch of people, they're a good bunch of human beings, so it's good to contribute, definitely. Brilliant. Well done, you. I want to explore what running gives you because you seem a happy runner. There are plenty of people out there who run but don't seem to be enjoying themselves. It seems uncomfortable to them. So what makes it seem to be a happy experience for you? Yeah, great question. And I was talking about this with a friend last night, you know, that for me, happiness comes from the groundwork that you do away from the events, you know. So when you get to the event... And it's still a learning thing. You're still learning my processes and how I react to race events, etc. But it's just knowing that I've on the day, like when I get there, I've done all I can to prepare. And so that allows you to free your mind a little bit. Just on the day, like that, and that's where Bola come together. I had a couple of, not quite what I was looking for, half marathons post-COVID. I got COVID after the marathon last year in June. Oh, dear. Uh, did Lake Hood, did Queenstown, mm. just didn't quite hit the straps like I was hoping to. And that was my own internal expectations. There was nothing, I didn't have to hit whatever, but I wanted to hit, get back to 120 at the 80-minute, you know, thereabouts, and I just didn't quite find it. Mm. So, yeah, I think, Bola, once I had that, and I knew going through the run that I was in a good place. I was ahead of where I wanted to be. We had a guy beside me. We were just running together, helping each other at aid stations and stuff like that. It made the case go really quickly, and that was pretty good, you know. It felt really good to finish and felt quite rewarding. So, yeah, the, the happiness definitely comes from the, the work you put in for, but it also comes in like this podcast is named for running together with other people too and sharing that experience so I think that's an equal high as well that you get yeah. from not just running your own best race running heavy like you say but doing your processes right hitting your straps but seeing other people give it their absolute all as well you know yeah. and achieve their best time and their best experience so that's what the guiding's about maybe your experiences recently obviously being an Achilles runner and certainly with park run yeah is you've seen and you've I'm sure you've cheered on those folks who are at 50, 60 minutes for a 5k you know they've had to walk an an achievement for them you can see the elation at the end for them and maybe especially with a partially sighted or or, um, Mm -hmm. a blind person is you're appreciating that in comparison there's so much that we can be thankful for. Oh, I look, think that I think sometimes we get into our little bubble with yeah. where not that we've ever done it, but I can imagine if you're elite or want to be elite, running around with elite runners, and you know those last few seconds are a big deal. And but in the context of the world, <laughs> it's not such a big deal. I guess it's, it's a great question. I think the bottom line is for me, like as you say, like it's a shared road. You know what I mean? Like it's running. You can be just as happy run directing a park run as you can be running it. Yeah. yeah, I can be just as heavy running a sub-17.5K or whatever as I can be seeing 
leader run as best park run in a number of years and see him giving absolute all. You know, yeah. everyone's running journey is different. I know that's why stress to friends, you know, especially that, that oh, you know, holding you back or whatever. It's not about that. It's about running together, like this, you, know, you said, like this is what this mm. is. You know, it's. I've heard you mention on your podcast before that running is a very singular sport. You run it as individuals, but it's a lot better together. So yeah, I, I think the main thing that I would say about being happy is what you said. We, we can do it. We're allowed mm. to do it. It's, it's, it's effectively a free sport outside the shoes and the watches and all the other best and best. Yeah. But I've seen a guy that was pretty close to me have that taken away mm. to a point. And see him run a 5K just the other day at Greymouth where he's based with his clubmates and they're just absolutely patting this guy on the back and, and giving this guy absolute raptures for what he's done and how much that meant to him because I know what he's been through. This guy rang me one day on my birthday, Josh, and he was, he was absolutely going through hell. That gift, him ringing me, was something I always remember. Like, he thought of me when he was ringing me on my birthday, you know, and that meant a lot to me. So if I could give back to a blind athlete or, a, or an athlete like Josh, who's an absolutely wonderful kid, you know, incredible backstory in terms of where he's at in his life now, hasn't always had it that easy, but he makes it seem easy. That's a gift. That's a gift I've got to be able to deliver that. So yeah. it's, it's definitely, you say running happy, but I'm definitely not happy when I'm running than when I'm not. So, you know, so, you know <laughs> it's a good thing that you know, I've found this channel, you know, mm. and, and the people along the way, like yourself, and the people that are prepared to listen about it and chat about it at track and... Achilles sessions and stuff it's all encompassing it's all inclusive so I don't really buy into the elite mindset I, th- I think I think if you're an elite you think like an elite but then you lose sight of other things as well mm-hmm. and you know with respect to the track like I was just as happy to run with my friends and warm ups and, and cool downs and whatever as I am to at the high heart rate you know at, yeah. the, at the speed stuff you know that benefits me but I also need the, the cool downs and the unpacks after it because that's what it's mm. about you know that's what we run is for, with friends yeah. you know so it's a wide spectrum of why we do it isn't it really exactly and speaking of that wide spectrum you don't typically see park run directors or park runners running or racing because you and Carl particularly because mm. you, you're typically together mm. you're tearing around the track yeah hey look my friends Rosie and Brittany who I've introduced to the guiding mm. um, they're going to New York with a blind athlete um, they sort of mentioned the track, and it's just down the road from home. At, yeah. And hey, look, it's, at the end of the day, it's I don't know we run out of time, but you just find that extra gear and and hit it. Yeah, you don't know really know what you're getting into when you get there, but, <laughs> but yeah, you just hit it. So you yeah, know, it's good, man. It's um really pushing the limits of what I can do. You know, four years ago, I didn't know what I was be doing. I said, yeah. He's speaking to you, you know, about my journey, but it's it's not just me. There's a lot of other people that are helping me and making sure that I'm happy and contented and satisfied with what I'm doing and, and that's runners and friends and whatever but but yeah definitely no the, the track's the track's pretty cool you can just put the, put the hammer down and <laughs> you know, Don actually had a bit of a relationship with Josh back mm-hmm. many years ago when Josh was doing his competitive running and stuff like that oh wow okay so there was a bit of a backstory there so and I know Anthony Dun- Anthony Duncraft for a number of years too who's also mm-hmm. on the track so the Don Greg stuff's always been on the radar and that, but yeah, with the stables now, an official club and stuff like that, it's yeah. just a really good fit for me. Hey, look, as I say, it doesn't matter whether you're at the back of the pack or at the front of the pack. It's it's if you've got that stable similar on, you're you're a part of the team. So yeah, and like Russell, like you talked about Russell, there's a gentleman there called Luke Bailey. He's doing some good stuff yeah. just with his running journey. Yeah, and there's other athletes that have come into the to the club from other backgrounds, and we're all, we're all different. Some of them have got you know a lot more extensive running careers than me running you know, hobbies whatever you want to call it but yeah. 
they just when you're on that track, you just run it, and that's that's the shared shared path, isn't it? You know, you just yeah, it is. And it's really cool how people are giving each other support, particularly Absolutely, in those yeah. interval sessions, because yeah, they're definitely. supporting each other not only during the run but in those rest yeah, periods in between. Because you know you're going through, you know, what I mean? yeah. all doing those shared experiences. Shared experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all pushing themselves as hard as they can. You know, with, a, with a, whatever group you're in. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a great setup. You know, done, done a great job there. You know, and yeah. the, the DJRS stables. You know. Phil Lindsay's a president and stuff like that. They've done a really good job, you know. It's great for the community. You know? yeah. Sorry, I recommend anyone to get down there and try it out, you mm-hmm. know, the lights. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, and John was the first person I interviewed for running together. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. The goat. <laughs> the goat, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty handy runner too, to be fair. He's a still is a handy runner. Fantastic, so. fantastic. So, yeah, but no, doing great stuff for yeah. people. So, yeah, really good. Cool. So any chance you'll be racing on the track? In summer, maybe? Ah, potentially, yeah. There's always yeah. an option there. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah why not, eh? Yeah. A bit, uh, getting a few laps in around there now at the moment. A, so. bit, of a, a bit of an addition to um, to your broadening CV. Yeah, yeah. Running I'll compare it with the wife, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, there's always that option there. You know, some talented athletes running down there, you know, it's definitely, so it's definitely a, an option for sure. Mm. Yeah, around the other events. Mark, it's been a pleasure to get to hear and share your running journey today. I look forward to seeing you much more and hopefully running together with you in the future, 100%. whether it's on the track or, or on the road or up in the hills, assuming I can keep up, of course. <laughs> Always uh, welcome, Pete. Always thanks, welcome. thanks so much for today. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me.